a minute, wait turn, a minute. On the turn on the radio My homie got a new show and it's time to play it's it though play it I hope though, you right. got in tune, got he talking tune. bigger business He make a lot of moves a lot of Welcome moves. back to the Startup Showcase, I'm your host Scott Gatoon And you're listening to WGN Radio AM 720 on this beautiful Saturday Which I feel like, since I was here last, I feel like the entire Chicago summer just like went on by I did the two things that can bring me to my knees. One was get married, and the second one was a root canal. I don't think those two things are supposed to go together, uh, but they did in this particular case. Uh, I got, I, I guess, a couple things that I want to talk about, and then we're going to hop into the show, which uh, we're from now on, pretty much everything is the startup showcase straight up because it's just, uh, in my opinion, the most fun and seems to be the part that everyone out there listening likes the most. Um, so we'll do that. We've got Paragon One calling in, EdTech Company. You can invest, I have to say, of course. Uh, my advice here means absolutely nothing. Uh, if I invest in it, does not mean necessarily that you should or could, so uh, spend your money wisely. That said, it's a cool opportunity to get involved in the startup game, uh, and if you're a want-to-be entrepreneur or, or are one and you want to start investing, it's really no better way to do it than for like $10, because you know even if you lose that, it's like, what, a pack of cigarettes? So uh, it's probably, well, I'm not endorsing smoking either, just as an FYI. I don't know why that was the first thing I thought of with cigarettes. I don't even smoke cigarettes. I think I've never even bought a pack, but anyway... Um, bottom line, go to republic.co. You can register uh, right there. And we use Republic because, one, I love them, and they do an incredibly uh, thorough job of vetting companies. But, two, uh, they're the only place in the world that you can invest for like 10 bucks or less or, or 25 bucks or less or whatever. So highly recommend it. Another company calling in Ring 4. We're going to do a little bit of deep dive on that one. Um, not because I don't like Paragon. it's I do. Uh, but I have like a personal vendetta against those with two phones, the businessman walking around two phones. I just can't, um, but I haven't had a great experience with the, with the shadow numbers either. So we're going to get into that whole thing that the CEO basically has an uphill battle to convince me of this. So we're going to see what happens. Um, <clears throat> but I also have some pet peeves that I, I would love to rail on. One of which happened today, Ashley producer, I'm going to invite you into this conversation. And of course, all of you out there, um, <clears throat> Let's put it this way. I know the WGN demographic. I know who I'm talking to. Uh, and I'm I'm expecting some some pushback and some calls here, but I'm just <laughs> going to do it anyway. Uh, listen, folks, there is no excuse, none, for having your cell phone on ring when you're walking around. None. I, I agree. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't under... Like, you've got your phone. First off, I got to ask, like, what's with the holster? Like what? What is what is this like? The, the, I know that like we're we're the the anniversary of Tombstone is this weekend, so I don't know if maybe that's the case. But like everyone, every one of uh, you folks of a certain age have your phones, these gigantic otter box covered cement blocks on your waist, and everywhere I go, I hear them ring, and they ring at loudest volume, and they ring nonstop. Like you let them go through the whole cycle. Ashley, is this something that you see all the time? All the time. I just don't understand why when it's ringing. They don't answer it. They and, have and the like, volume up, but they don't want to answer it. it, it do, you, do you see it in your your demographic? Because I surely don't. No, don't never in I've my ever demographic. Heard a person of thirty five years or younger ever have their phone ring ever. If the ringer's on, it's usually because they were watching some YouTube video or something, and they accidentally left it on. Most of the time, it's yeah, vibrate. It, or, or like I'm in the shower and I'm expecting a call or yeah. a text, and I'll like turn on for a second. Like it's I don't I just I can't, I can't I just can't do it anymore. I don't understand the people who do this. You guys at least answer it. You well, know? And, the, and here's the thing. Like I don't know if maybe I'm breaking news for some of you, but 
you know, I don't think my dad, well, actually, my dad hears pretty well, but, like, I don't think he can hear. Like, most people, I feel like <laughs> older people just can't, those in the radio industry can't hear because you have headphones in your head all day, so I can't hear either, so I talk really loud, and, and my, my wife, Jen, loves that I talk really loud. But for the most part, even if you are, in fact, deaf or near deaf, the vibrate on your phone is there so that in case you are actually Simple legally fix. deaf... <laughs> You can feel the phone. Like, that's the actual intent there. Simple fix. So simple. But then again, they are wearing the holsters. Maybe they can't feel the vibration. Boom. Boom. That's... Boom. I, I didn't... Okay, so... Debunked. So now... Boom. boom. Okay, so now we have... <laughs> now we have to go back another layer and figure this out. It's like, how do I get you to turn the ringer off one? And now I got to figure out how to get you off this... Off the addiction to the clip. Because the clip, folks... Come on. Like it's that's nine. That's like nineties gear. No, oh, early two thousand. It's it's. I mean, it is the 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 old man cell phone holster is the modern day. Uh, what do you call the stupid bag that people wear? They the tourists wear around the uh, tote. No, no, no. Like the around your waist. Oh, oh, the fanny pack. Fanny pack. <laughs> that is the modern day. You are the. Folks, you are the modern-day fanny pack. Do your family a favor. Do your kids a favor. Stop embarrassing in the movies when your phone goes... Uh. And they also... One more little thing to throw icing. Here's the cherry. (laughs) Uh, They leave it on the standard ring, which is like the loudest, most obnoxious thing. (laughs) And then occasionally... The only time I give a pass on this is when it's some old, old dude or old lady who has like their own custom old school ring like you know like i'm too sec like yeah whatever. like something, something funny starts playing, yeah. you're like you know what i'm gonna give you a pass like you, you don't go and spend the dollar 99 on itunes and then turn that off yeah so I'll exactly that. okay uh so i just wanted to be clear just this is my it's like a tsa this is a tsa for you folks out there you, you gotta turn the ringers off folks it's just you, you for for me and for the sanctity of the world please please turn i bet donald trump wears a phone on his waist Oh, definitely. Multiple phones. Multiple. (laughs) Very, very huge, very big phones, huge, huge phones on his waist, on his huge waist. Um, Anyway, see, that's bullying. I'm being mean. And I've gotten completely off track here, which is what I figured. Uh, To get back on track, I want to talk about one more thing. Uh, and then we'll take a break here, and then we will head uh, head back to the the conversation with with our first call in, uh, and that is the Amazon HQ2 thing. If you any, there's been some new press on it, American Inno, Chicago Inno posted a thing about this the other day. We're still waiting on it to find out like where will Amazon put its headquarters to, uh, and it's a heated issue. And so, if anyone out there listening has any questions or comments or any sort of concerns or whatever the case may be about Amazon coming to Chicago, which I think probably doesn't happen only because of the politics in this city. But quite honestly, uh, knowing the the startup community the way I do here and abroad, uh, there probably isn't a better choice for Amazon to land its second headquarters than Chicago. And we're on the list. Oh, no, I know we're on on the list. I I think we've sunk down and it's more of just bad press than anything. But like in any way, uh, we really are like one of the most ready to handle it things. So if you have questions or things like that, uh, sometimes people are reticent to call in and ask questions to the startups that call in because they feel like it's out of their kind of out of their domain. They don't know as much. This is a domain you all know very well in Illinois. Taxes paying money and business coming into, into, into Illinois and Chicago. So if you feel, uh, I don't know, peeved about it, feel free to give us a call. Um, you can go to WGNRadio.com and find the call-in number because I can't see the paper right now. But Ashley, do you know the call-in number by chance? 
312-981-7200. Sounds good to me. Go ahead and give us a ring, uh, vent, and I will take all of your venting. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with our first startup call-in, uh, Paragon 1. So stick with it. I'm Scott Katoon, and you are listening to WGN Radio AM720. You are listening to the Startup Showcase. The official Startup Showcase portion of the show is about to start off right about now. Uh, we've got... A very cool company, I think, uh, from the standpoint of uh, a lot of factors that I look at, which is, is it a relevant area of technology? In this particular case, EdTech, um, is it solving a major problem? Yes, it's solving a major problem. The fact that more than a trillion dollars in debt's being accrued right now by uh, young folks graduating college with absolutely no place to land. And third, uh, is it something that other people think is worthwhile? And in this particular case, we're looking at a company that uh, is a graduate of Y Combinator. Those of you who are not familiar with this area of tech uh, as deep as Y Combinator, uh, it means something. So <clears throat> that's the reason that we've got the the uh, founder and CEO on the show, Matt Wilkers- Wilkerson. Uh, Matt, are you there? I am. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time out on a Saturday. Thank you for having me. All right, so one more time, I'm going to get the the business part of this out of the way and let everyone know if you want to uh, learn more about the company, you want to invest, uh, well, I guess you can learn more about it in a lot of ways, in particular listening uh, for the next couple minutes. But uh, if you want to invest, there is one step you have to take, and that is go to republic.co backslash register. Uh, You can fill out your name, whatever, connect it to Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever your thing is. Uh, and you can hook up your bank account or even dangerously use a credit card. So go ahead and do that now if you haven't already. Um, and then all these companies that are calling in now on the Startup Showcase, you can invest in directly, which, um, like I said before, just because I do doesn't mean you should, but, you know, I guess you should consider it. Uh, with all of that out of the way, uh, Matt, here's how this works. I'm going to give you approximately three minutes, and I'm going to let you give me your best rundown of what uh, Paragon 1 is does and how it works and then i'm going to either pepper you with questions or compliments or disdain and then other people are going to hopefully invest that's how this is going to go uh are you good with that sounds great awesome awesome with that said i'm going to let you take it from right here you've got about three minutes to go ahead and tell us all what paragon one is all right so paragon one paragon one sorry you're saying that No, no worries no worries paragon one is simplifying the path from college to career. So what does that mean? We are basically tapping into the massive networks, massive professional networks out there and turning these professionals into coaches and mentors. We're capturing their expertise and we're delivering that expertise to students so that they can have a more efficient onboarding ramp from college into their first internship or first job. So the the problem here, as you mentioned, is that Right now in higher education, in the U.S. at least, you have students leaving with $1.5 trillion in loan debt. And you also have students, we actually have a lot of students coming to us saying that their school's career office isn't providing a lot of help. Actually, 17% of students, according to a recent Atlantic Monthly poll, said that only, only basically their career service office wasn't doing anything much. Um, They... Uh, They basically look at factors like freshmen are coming in, roughly 85% of those freshmen say that getting a good job was a major reason that they went to college, and only basically 60% of those students expected their college to help them get a job. So when we look at those factors, we're trying to solve a problem that we don't think is going to get solved by the higher education system anytime soon. So what we are doing is we're allowing students to come on board our system. They take a short assessment, and they get matched with a career coach. 
They then upload job application materials and get crowdsourced feedback from a network of advisors. These advisors work in industries like investment banking, management consulting, uh, software engineering, data science, a whole range of functions and industries that students might be interested in. After that, they get coached by these advisors on different career paths, different options. So they might need help getting interviews. They might need help practicing for interviews. They may need help just exploring different career paths, getting feedback on their resume. And we essentially have a checklist approach, whereas if they, as they go through and check off each of these goals, we consider them ready to get a job. Now, we also provide access to interview opportunities for certain students who qualify. And we are just now starting to roll out a new program where we will fund 100% of students tuition with us up front, and they only have to pay back a small percentage of their salary once they successfully get a job to us. So that enables us to basically provide Paragon One to a much wider network of students who wouldn't normally be able to afford our tuition up front, which can start at $3,000. So we've recently seen over this past year about 240% year-over-year growth, and we are now starting to announce some new partnerships coming up, one that will bring us into about 500 different universities through their Career Center platforms, and also another partnership, um, as I mentioned, that will allow us to fund students up front for their job or internship. So that's where we've been so far. We're also, as you mentioned, we're backed by Y Combinator in addition to Learn Capital, University Ventures, Foundation Capital, and the former CTO of Chinese internet company Tencent. So that's Paragon One. Very cool. Great job. Um, <clears throat> so I would invite anyone who, who wants to call in if you've got questions or whatever, feel free. Or if you want to uh, hit me up on Facebook, at Technori or at Katoon, hit me up on Twitter and Instagram and the rest of the good stuff at, face, or at Technori and at Katoon. Uh, where do people go to learn more about your company before I start asking some questions? Sure. You can just go to www.paragon1.com. Um, but you can also, as you mentioned, check out the republic.co slash paragon-1 site, which is where our deal page is. You should, and, and for those of you, you should definitely check that out first, uh, just because it's got a lot of background information about how we got here. So, I mean, I, I want to um, jump in. We don't have a whole lot of time, but I want to jump in with you on the, on this real quick. On So, I think this is a huge need. Um, and obviously, we don't even need to waste time on like how it works. You did an incredible job of explaining very clearly like how it actually works. Uh, from a business standpoint, though, how do you guys end up making money? Like, what what are the metrics that have to happen uh, for the audience or for the for the users in order for you guys to start generating revenue? So we've been generating revenue now since we began about two and a half years ago. Our model is a tuition based model where you can either pay upfront or you can pay in monthly installments. In some cases. Um, and as I mentioned recently, we're now introducing a new program where students pay on success when they land that job or internship. Do, so they, do they owe the, you then if they don't find success? Uh, they do not. So if they, for some reason, do not get a job, they do not have to pay us back. Or if they, or if their job uh, basically gets below about 40000 in um, initial annual salary, um, it's considered not a high enough salary to start paying us back. So we have some criteria there where it makes sense for the student to be paying us back. Uh, very cool. I, 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 like I said, man, I, I really like this. As a person who came out of uh, grad school, I, when I was in grad school at Medill in Northwestern, not to rail into Medill, we're actually two floors directly above Medill right now in the building, so I'll be very careful. Um, 
But at the same time, like we graduated, me and those who were in the school, like I ended up getting another master's degree in combination because the degree, for all intents and purposes, was useless. Uh, and you're talking about Northwestern, you're, you're talking plus living expenses somewhere around $80,000 a year for a master's degree. And the average job coming out at best, more than likely, you're part time. And that's like 25 to 30K. And then if you're full time, like the best jobs coming out of the program was Bloomberg hiring at 50. That's insane. Like you couldn't possibly live in New York or Chicago on fifty thousand, let alone live in New York or Chicago on fifty thousand and pay for an eighty thousand dollar loan. So I mean it's it's just that there's such a exactly. need here. Such a need here. And we've we've already had ninety seven percent so students that are with us for at least three months have had a ninety seven percent success rate with landing a job or an internship in the field that they're interested in. That's actually the number one metric that we track and that we focus on. How much longer are you uh, campaigning? Uh, so we have it open through the fall. Um, okay. We may decide to close a little earlier, but um, we're letting it go through September when we'll be featured um, on some television shows. Okay, cool. I want to set up, I'm going to have, a, for those of you listening, we also have a big podcast. It's listen.technory.com. We launched a new website and everything else and listening tools and stuff. Uh, Matt, I want to have you come on to the podcast so we can spend like 45 solid minutes of talking about this topic because I, I really think it's not only is it cool to me, but I think it's also uh, something that the audience themselves would be very benefit. They would greatly benefit for. So I'm going to go ahead and cut us off here and we'll pick it up on the podcast if that's cool with you. Sounds good. Thanks awesome. for having me. Of course. Thanks for uh, uh, taking the time, Matt. Alrighty. So we are going to go ahead and take our break. We'll come back hopefully with the news and, and other good stuff. I'm Scott Catoon. You're listening to WGN Radio AM 720. Turn on the radio. My homie got a new show, and it's time to play it. Though. Play it I hope you got in tune. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon, and we uh, are going to go right into things because uh, I like investing in companies, and this one in particular uh, is a rarity. I obviously, in my position, I enjoy reading company pitch decks. It's sort of like uh, what other people do. Uh, I don't know on the pot or on the train. I don't. I don't know. Whatever people do, they read things. I read company pitch decks. That's my thing. Um, <clears throat> but rarely is there this like combination of factors of me having the problem personally, me literally having this problem and like trying to solve it, uh, me having a bunch of experience as an, as an end user, then me also being the investor and looking at these companies, uh, and then also having the ability to let someone pitch directly to me and choose to either convince me to invest or convince me to become a customer or both in this case. Uh, usually it's like, yeah, yeah, I understand it or I relate to it or whatever. Like, uh, you know, like the Paragon 1, for example, uh, is something that's like a little bit past me because I'm not in college now, but I get the use case for it. We'll talk more about it after this uh, after this uh, segment here at the, the last quarter of the show. But um, I, I don't know. This is a, a rare opportunity. So uh, with this one, I've got Alex here. You are the co-founder of Ring4. Alex, are you there? Yes, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, thank you for taking the time. Uh, so I want to preface this and say, like, I don't know if you caught any of the uh, the first pitch in the, on, the, on the show, but um, I usually just sit back and just sort of let you do your pitch, and then I just kind of yay or nay, thumbs up or down, like the gladiator, on whether or not I want to invest in the company. You are in a potentially really good spot or a potentially not as great spot, uh, given the fact that I that this is a problem I have, and I've got pet peeves with with your competitors like uh, Digits from T-Mobile and Sprint, uh, who we've had a relationship with, called me and set me up with with the app, the second f- second phone line, and, and I had a bunch of problems that I didn't didn't care for. So, mm-hmm. what I want to have you do is I'm going to let you pitch your business, um, but I want you to tailor it 
in just a way that you can I, I, like the goal for you here is to convince me to download Ring Four, which I have queued up in the Apple App Store right now. I want you to convince me to download Ring Four on my phone and my team. And then I want you to convince me to invest in it because I really, really want to. Because I this is like a problem that it like is the bane of my existence. So with that said, I'm going to give the the mic to you and let you uh, come after us. Sounds good. I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> uh, all right. So <laughs> so Ring Four um, is an app which provides you with a second phone line without you to having to have a second phone. Uh, right. So. Uh, you can download the app, uh, you will uh, select an area code or even another country. So you can get a phone number from uh, seven countries in the app. So we partner with uh, mobile carriers worldwide. And uh, and within like five seconds, you'll be able to uh, start a new phone line and use it for a variety of use cases. Uh, so you can have a permanent phone line or you can have a disposable phone line. So the use case for this disposable phone line is to usually to protect your privacy when you need to publish a phone line, uh, phone number, for example, on Craigslist, on Airbnb, or any marketplaces. And the use case for permanent phone line is uh, usually uh, when you're a freelancer or you have a business and uh, you just need a second phone number, as today you probably have uh, one email for your personal communications and one email for your uh, business communication. So uh, Ring4 allows you to do that uh, very easily. You just need to download the app on the App Store and you're set up in, in one minute. So what makes Ring4 a little bit different from the other apps is that it works entirely over IP. Um, so it doesn't forward any of your calls on uh, your regular phone number or um, or any of like existing uh, infrastructure, it goes directly and calls the app over IP. Uh, so that opens a, a lot of new use cases. For example, the fact that you can have uh, an international phone number set up on your phone, uh, the fact that you can have as many phone numbers as you need, and they can work on any other devices. So you can even make this uh, phone number work on an iPad or change the device you have this number working with. Um, so the the main population, which uh, I think is is um, is interested by uh, this app, is the freelancer community. Uh, it, it's a fast-growing community in the U.S. Uh, we're going to reach uh, almost 40 percent uh, of the people working uh, for themselves by 2020. Uh, so we have a lot of people who are just setting up businesses today. Uh, so I think those guys are the most interested by the app right now. Um, we have had so far uh, 250,000 people using this app, so it's, it's got a pretty good traction. And uh, we are adding features, listening to feedback, and uh, looking forward to grow uh, through this uh, Republic uh, crowdfunding campaign, actually. Very, very cool. Thank you. Okay, so great job pitching that. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually taking notes right now, writing about uh, my thoughts on Ring 4. So I've got a couple questions for you. I'm going to, and feel free to, to answer any way you want here. Um, I So I, like I said to you before, I have this problem. I run a business. I not only do I run a business, but I run a business that has a very, well, clearly you're on a show, uh, a, a big media front. So we've got tens of thousands of followers in, in millions of views and plays on our stuff. Um, and my phone number, when I got started, like a lot of founders, uh, I couldn't afford all these things. And quite honestly, I didn't have the foresight to like 
get another number and we did google numbers and then google was a pain in the butt and so that didn't work and um and so long story short everybody on the planet well not really but like everyone in chicago who's in business and tech has my phone number and every single out of out of country developer has my phone number and they're calling me nonstop trying to get stuff and it drives me insane and so uh like a little while ago uh i guess about a year ago i picked up an extra business phone and i was like uh, as I said on my Instagram account, if you want to follow at Katoon on Instagram, I did a little video that I can't say the words that I used on Instagram here on live radio lest we get a fine, uh, but you look like a <clears throat> when you're walking around with two phones. And then I, I contacted my carrier at the time, which was Sprint. They didn't offer this at the time. Then T-Mobile, they gave me an extra line on my one phone, and then eventually Sprint offered it. Here were my problems. The app that they gave was uh, a POS. It literally did not function it crashed all the time uh speaking of the t-mobile one here if you go in the t-mobile store you'll find digits uh is not 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 well reviewed uh the problem that i found with uh sprint was when the calls came in it only said multi-line sprint so i had no idea who's calling so my ability to screen the calls went away and usually if you're like me and you've got an apple watch or something like that I screen calls as they come in through my phone in a meeting, and I'm like, do I stop the meeting and take the call, or do I just hit no mm-hmm. on the call? These are the problems that these apps have. Where does Ring 4, I mean, and to me, those are non-starters. Like, those are the immediate, like, it's not functional. Where does Ring 4 come in from a from an app and technology standpoint on this? I mean, you're touching a very interesting point uh, regarding the fact that the uh, app we're not really working well because actually it looks like an easy thing to achieve to uh, build an app which receives a call. Uh, but there are like a lot of parameters to manage. You know, uh, oh, most of sure. the uh, IP, con- IP connectivity is not really designed for uh, phones moving around and having difficult connectivity moving from Wi-Fi to uh, LTE or 4G. So there's like in in the back of the technology, there's like a lot of small issues to manage. And and the problem with mobile carriers is usually they don't have huge software development teams. They are more like uh, big pipes and they sell SIM cards and it's pretty new for them uh, to develop software. And so that's why we see that those those carriers you know, apps are usually not the best quality. So that's why we think actually startups have, have uh, some some things to do here to build like good software and to partner with carriers. So that's that's what we decided to do uh, and to build our own own brand and not to sell this service as a as a white label carrier. Um, you're touching as well a very interesting point about uh, screening screening calls. Um, I mean, to to be totally transparent, today um, Ring Four does not address this feature, so there is no functionality to. Uh, put the barrier uh, or to screen calls in advance. So you, you, the only two things you can do with Ring4 is like set up a second phone line and you can also set up a do not disturb mode if like, for example, you don't want to be uh, interrupted while you're working on something or, you know, you want to privilege your personal life on the weekends and you can shut down one of the two numbers. Um, but that's really something we're looking at. Uh, I mean, the community of people who are interested in that feature is, is a smaller smaller set of people like you who have like a lot of interactions and uh, is like super poor users. Uh, but we are uh, definitely interested in, in looking at some innovative uh, features there. So um, I think definitely take good notes for, for the future. Very cool. And then my, my last question real quick here on this is uh, for Ring4, what was the, the main reason you personally got into this? 
Yeah, so uh, the story is I've been working in the cloud communication space for seven years now. Um, so I've been on the carrier side, actually. We were providing phone numbers to the big companies such as Google. So I've been involved uh, in the early stage of the Google Voice project. And uh, I was very frustrated because Google Voice, I thought, was like a great idea, a great, uh, a great promise for the future, but they never really invested it. Um, in it, they didn't deploy it internationally, and they basically decided to make other moves at Google. So I, I definitely wanted to uh, fill this gap. And uh, I've been experimenting for five years in different niches. I've, uh, I've started with a first app called uh, Ring Me Maybe, which was kind of a side project that I, I tried to market on the dating uh, niche to protect your phone number for uh, when you're dating. And uh, what I realized is everybody was coming with the same feedback. I need a second phone line, which is a permanent phone line for my business. And so that's, that's why we decided to make a business out of it and, and, and to partner with Carrier to launch our own brand. Very cool. Uh, Alex, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. You took some good questions here and handled it. For those of you who want to learn more about it, uh, republic.co backslash ring4. Uh, that's the digit four. And learn more about it. I, this is a really interesting space because I think the number one thing you said that stands out to me uh, is the number of people who are going to be uh, individual proprietors going forward, which obviously, you know, I am. So uh, very cool. Alex, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you, sir. <clears throat> All right, folks, we're going to take one final break. We're going to come back and then uh, have a little conversation here about uh, sort of reflecting on the companies we heard and, and sort of wrap the show up. And then we're going to catch up with our friend Dane and and learn what he uh, felt like being the Startup Showcase host right before this last week while I got my tooth uh, railed upon. Uh, I'm Scott Katoon. You're listening to WGN Radio AM 720. We are back to the Startup Showcase. And uh, joining me is last week's Startup Showcase host, Dane Neal, and yes. the, uh, the, the famous host who follows us up here. I don't know about that, but... I, I, I had to have you come and do... I don't even get paid for this extra five minutes. That's... <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm not worried about it. This is, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, under the circumstances, of course, there was a little bit of duress. Certainly, uh, you know, an area of concern. I'm sure your loyal uh, friends and fans were were worried, right? Because this is something that was unscheduled, and anything can happen out there. But uh, once we had determined that you were okay, then you know, it was, it was kind of. Here's the thing about the startup showcase is that. You know, as I learned a little bit more about how you put the show, I'm like, does he have guests? Do I, any recon? Is Nobody like, nope. knows, Dane. He, he I wants- make this up on the way in <laughs> every day. <laughs> well, but here's part of it is it, what he likes to do is have, you know, and they vet, you know, the companies and the, and the topics a little bit to make sure that it is of some interest, you know, and that there's a, a quality situation there. But you basically just kind of, and this is what you do for a living anyway, is you, you hear what it is. You kind of, I guess, mentally distill it down to like you know its kind of role or or impact on society or value or whatever and then kind of let the listeners be able to kind of share along with that it was very cool because and we did did the drone situation i thought was right up your alley yeah because i can drone on no the uh (laughs) because you can drone on and because it's mechanical day not well you know in point a to point b there's a little bit of a it's in the air but the road trip (laughs) very exciting and then the other one was sort of it was kind of that uh survey think tank situation you put out something into a company you're going to try to uh work around that company culture the personalities involved it's it's tough sometimes to get some, you know, honest input and, and feedback and and some of the things that they're doing from Ballooner yeah. was really cool, too. So I, I loved it. We And I think the listeners enjoyed it as well. It was great stuff. Well, I want to tell you, I got a lot of good feedback from it. 
So just for just for your own uh, edification, I got a lot of people who said that they really enjoyed it. Not enough to displace me. No, of course But not, no, right, I'm just right. kidding. There was a lot of people who said they really enjoyed it, and you were very complimentary to me, which I listened to, and I thought that was very nice. And yeah. Well, I appreciate it. it. Anytime. And it, it, is a, it is a fun show. I encourage listeners to make sure to, to, to take time to listen in, because you may be hearing about the next great thing that'll be kind of a That's part what of makes the- it cool. And, and the funny thing, as you mentioned, is the drones are in the air until they're not. Sometimes they do end up on the roadway, yeah. Well, which that's, is a problem. Yeah, and that's part of the things that they were working on is is that whole it's the parachute situation for the drones. There's so it's a great idea, right? But then there's so many different things out there, especially after the fact for an industry to kind of get that built in. Cool stuff. I still get freaked out when I look out the window and I see a drone. So it's well because you know they're it's you know it's probably Russian hackers or something, right? Well, yeah, I, I assume in this in this <laughs> modern era. So uh, enough about the startup showcase. It's been great uh, listening or late great listening. Hopefully, you had a good time listening, folks. Uh, you can get more and listen to us drone on more at technory.com. Check out the new website. Give us some feedback. Technory on all things social media. Or you can check out me at Katoon. Um, what else do we have going on for you today, Dean? Well, it's a, here's the thing. It's, it's that summer time where you're going to get a lot of those family road trips. We went to St. Petersburg, Florida as part of our situation and experienced, uh, the road trip side of things, a little bit of the accommodations, the sand, the surf, the sun, but also a lot of the local, uh, color, the, uh, some of the artisan stuff that's going on on the, on the restaurant culinary, uh, the craft beer side. We're going to have a kind of an eclectic show. Plus the big route 66 classic is starting, uh, next weekend down at Route 66, one of the biggest and, and really kind of coolest and all encompassing car shows, swap meets, uh, a lot of, uh, the custom car companies will be down there, a lot of personalities, probably some racing as well, and also some, uh, some contests. There'll be the pinup contest. We're going to have a couple people involved with that, uh, a custom car remodeler named, uh, Jay that you are going to absolutely got to hear his story. He'll be down there. Uh, Miss Classic will be joining us. I think we're going to be able to get Eric Jones, our NASCAR driver on, uh, today. Chris Johnson. He is from Green Bench Brewing down in St. Petersburg. Uh, a cool opportunity to talk with him. They are kind of changing the game uh, on the craft beer side. And then we are going to take a ride. Captain Kevin is going to call us from the Riverboat Twilight. You probably heard the commercials. I have. And you probably thought to yourself, I would like to just float along on the on the mighty Mississippi. Who would not? Who would not? And after you hear Kevin, I am guessing we'll all be inspired to kind of make our appointments to get out there. So it should be great. Awesome. We'll have a wonderful show. Right now, though, it is straight up 2 o'clock. The Steve Cochran Show celebrates the most valuable person on the planet weekday mornings at 720 on 720. WGN Chicago smart speaker users just say play WGN Radio on TuneIn.